In these last days, the Bible predicts a turning away from biblical truth. In order to combat false teachings that are running rampant and a growing lack of biblical literacy, Behold Israel provides weekly public readings of Scripture to equip you with the pure Word of God, read in an international community with interaction and application. Each week, we host different guests from all walks of life. Our original readings can be found on our Behold Israel community channel on YouTube or on our Facebook channel. These are audio versions created to make it convenient for your busy schedule. Now, on to our readings. Hey, good evening. Welcome to another public reading of Scripture here with Behold Israel. My name is Jason Comins. I'm the administrative assistant here uh, with the ministry. And if this is your first time joining us for public reading of Scripture, welcome. And if you're uh, a returning customer, uh, welcome. Welcome back. We're glad to have you. Uh, thanks for being here with me. And I also have a guest slash staff member uh, with me this evening that I'll bring in here in just a moment. But Again, I just wanted to welcome you. We're going to be in the book of the prophet Micah this evening. So uh, over the course of the next couple of minutes, you can turn there. That's Micah. It will be in the New King James Version. If you don't have that, that's okay. Open what you have and please join with us. But before we continue, let me bring in Behold Israel's senior writer and editor, Steve Yon. Steve, welcome. Well, how are you doing? Welcome, welcome. Doing well. Thanks for Thank being here this evening. And for those of you who don't know, Steve is, with being our senior and writer, senior writer and editor, Steve is also the one that is on the Near Tavor series cover as far as the author's list, the author listed accompanying Amir. So it's co-authored between Amir and this is putting a name to a face for you. This is Steve Yon, who has co-authored those books with Amir. So welcome, Steve. Thank you much. Thank you much. And just so you guys know who this Jason character is, he is the guy that keeps this ministry running. I mean, if, if Jason wasn't there, things would fall apart. But behind the scenes of everything that takes place in this ministry, you find Jason. So uh, I'm his biggest fan. Jason, you're awesome. And so appreciate all that you do. Thanks, man. That's a blessing to hear. Thank you. And I love what I get to do. So it's an awesome family and team. So glad, glad and blessed to be a part of it. Don't deserve it. Um, well, like I said, we're going to be in the book of Micah really quick before I dive in in prayer. Steve, this is kind of impromptu, not kind of, it is impromptu, but I'm just curious. To, we're going to be in the first four chapters tonight, but when you think of Micah, what comes to mind for you? And just so you guys are aware as an audience, Steve has done a lot more than just writing. Steve is also a former pastor, but what uh, over your years as a believer and in teaching and going through the Old Testament, when it comes to the book of Micah, what comes to mind for you? What comes to mind for me is the word hope. Hmm. I mean, it's just... And, and maybe because hope is in my mind as I'm, I'm working on the book, Discovering Daniel, along with Amir and, and my dad, Rickyon, coming along the work that they've been doing. The theme through that book is, is hope, and that's what's going to come out in that. But, but in Micah, I see that same thing, especially as, uh, you know, we're going to get the first four chapters today. But spoiler alert, next week when you get to chapter five, that's when we get to that wonderful 
passage about Bethlehem Ephrathah and what's coming there, the 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 prophecy of our our Messiah coming, our Savior being born there, and that I mean, you want to talk about hope? That is the epitome of hope. So yeah, that's that's what stands out to me. There's a lot of of bad stuff that's talked about in Micah, but it's always followed up with with hope, just like you find in so many yeah. of the prophets. Yeah, and I, that's what I was gonna say was. I, I, right now I'm actually reading just a side note. I'm reading in my devotional time, I'm reading something from A.W. Tozer as well. And he just talked about, he's talking about the attributes of God and bringing them to mind. And I know we talk about God's faithfulness and God's love and God's perfect character, but I feel like in, within the context of scripture, there's perhaps no one who communicates it better aside from Jesus, the prophets display it. Uh, and it's because, I mean, look at what these guys are doing, not just Micah, but several of them. What is their job to condemn Israel and pronounce coming judgment? Like that's their job. Uh, yet there's this, in most of them, if not all of them, there's this, there's this, there's a reason, first of all, it's in the completed, uh, canon of scripture, each prophet, but there's a glimpse of the Messiah in most, if not all of the prophets. That's right, yeah. This, the hope of Israel. God's, even through condemnation and coming judgment, there is a message of, but a perfect savior is coming. The Messiah is coming. I'm coming to you in the flesh to pay for all of these wrongdoings that I have to judge as well. And so that's also, yeah, as well. And of course, it's Micah 5 that comes to mind for me when we get to this book. And so without further ado, I'm going to take us through uh, chapters one and three. Steve's going to take us through two and four. And we're just going to read straight through tonight. And we might have a few thoughts to share at the end. Other than that, please grab your Bible, Micah chapter one. The word of the Lord that came to Micah of Moresheth in the days of Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah, which he saw concerning Samaria and Jerusalem. Look at first verse. He's setting the tone for who the audience is. Mm. Hear all you peoples. Listen, O earth and all that is in it. Let the Lord God be a witness against you, the Lord from his holy temple. For behold, the Lord is coming out of his place. He will come down and tread on the high places of the earth. The mountains will melt under him and the valleys will split like wax before the fire, like waters poured down a steep place. All this is for the transgression of who? Of Jacob. And for the sins of the house of who? Of Israel. What is the transgression of Jacob? Is it not Samaria? And what are the high places of Judah? Are they not Jerusalem? Therefore, I will make Samaria a heap of ruins in the field, places for planting a vineyard. I will pour down her stones into the valley, and I will uncover her foundations. All her carved images shall be beaten to pieces, and all her pay as a harlot shall be burned with the fire. All her idols I will lay desolate, for she gathered it from the pay of a harlot, and they shall return to the pay of a harlot. Therefore I will wail and howl, I will go stripped and naked, I will make a wailing like the jackals, and a mourning like the ostriches, for her wounds are incurable. For it has come to Judah, it has come to the gate 
of my people to Jerusalem. Tell it not in Gath, weep not at all. In Beth Ephrah, roll yourself in the dust. Pass by in naked shame, you inhabitant of Shafir. The inhabitant of Za'an does not go out. Beth Ezel mourns, its place to stand is taken away from you. For the inhabitant of Marah pined for good, but disaster came down from the Lord to the gate of Jerusalem. O inhabitants of Lachish, harness the chariot to the swift steeds. She was the beginning of sin to the daughter of Zion, for the transgressions of Israel were found in you. Therefore, you shall give presents to Morasheth Gath. The houses of Achzib shall be a lie to the kings of Israel. I will yet bring an heir to you, O inhabitant of Merashah. The glory of Israel shall come to Adullam. Make yourself bald and cut off your hair. Because of your precious children, enlarge your baldness like an eagle, for they shall go from you into captivity. Steve, please continue. Woe to those who devise iniquity and work out evil on their beds. At morning light they practice it because it is in the power of their hand. They covet fields and take them by violence, also houses, and seize them. So they oppress a man in his house, a man in his inheritance. Therefore, thus says the Lord, Behold, against this family I am devising disaster, from which you cannot remove your necks, nor shall you walk haughtily, for this is an evil time. And that day one shall take up a proverb against you, and lament with a bitter lamentation, saying, We are utterly destroyed. He has changed the heritage of my people. How he has removed it from me. To a turncoat he has divided our fields. Therefore you will have no one to determine boundaries by lot in the assembly of the Lord. Do not prattle, you say, to those who prophesy, so they shall not prophesy to you. They shall not return insult for insult. You who are named the house of Jacob, is the spirit of the Lord restricted? Are these his doings? Do not my words do good to him who walk uprightly? Lately my people have risen up as an enemy. You pull off the robe with a garment. From those who trust you as they pass by like men returned from war. The women of my people you cast out from their pleasant houses. From their children you have taken away my glory forever. Arise and depart, for this is not your rest. Because it is defiled, it shall destroy, yes, with utter destruction. If a man should walk in a false spirit and speak a lie, saying, I will prophesy to you of wine and drink, even he would be the prattler of his people. I will surely assemble all of you, O Jacob. I will surely gather the remnant of Israel. I will put them together like sheep of the fold, like a flock in the midst of their pasture. They shall make a loud noise because of so many people. The one who breaks open will come up before them. They will break out, pass through the gate, and go out by it. Their king will pass before them with the Lord at their head. Hmm. Micah 3. And I said, Hear now, O heads of Jacob. And you rulers of the house of Israel, is it not for you to know justice? You who hate good and love evil, who strip the skin from my people and the flesh from their bones, 
who also eat the flesh of my people, flay their skin from them, break their bones, and chop them in pieces like meat for the pot, like flesh in the cauldron. Then they will cry to the Lord, but he will not hear them. He will even hide his face from them at that time, because they have been evil in their deeds. Thus says the Lord concerning the prophets who make my people stray, who chant peace while they chew with their teeth, but who prepare war against him who puts nothing into their mouths. Therefore you shall have night without vision, and you shall have darkness without divination. The sun shall go down on the prophets, and, and the day shall be dark for them. So the seers shall be ashamed, and the diviners abashed. Indeed, they shall all cover their lips, for there is no answer from God. But truly I am full of power by the Spirit of the Lord, and of justice and might to declare to Jacob his transgression and to Israel his sin. Now hear this, you heads of the house of Jacob and rulers of the house of Israel, who abhor justice and pervert all equity, who build up Zion with bloodshed and Jerusalem with iniquity. Her heads judge for a bribe, her priests teach for pay, and her prophets divine for money. Yet they lean on the Lord and say, is not the Lord among us? No harm can come upon us. Therefore, because of you, Zion shall be plowed like a field. Jerusalem shall become heaps of ruins and the mountain of the temple like the bare hills of the forest. Now it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and peoples shall flow to it. Many nations shall come and say, Come and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways, and we shall walk in his paths. For out of Zion the law shall go forth, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between many peoples, and rebuke strong nations afar off. They shall beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation. Neither, neither shall they learn war anymore. But everyone shall sit under his vine and under his fig tree, and no one shall make them afraid. For the mouth of the Lord of hosts has spoken. For all people walk each in the name of his God, but we will walk in the name of the Lord our God forever and ever. In that day, says the Lord, I will assemble the lame, I will gather the outcast and those whom I have afflicted. I will make the lame a remnant and the outcast a strong nation. So the Lord will reign over them in Mount Zion for now on, even forever. And you, O tower of the flock, the stronghold of the daughter of Zion, to you shall it come, even the former dominion shall come, the kingdom of the daughter of Jerusalem. Now, why do you cry aloud? Is there no king in your midst? Has your counselor perished? For pangs have seized you like a woman in labor. Be in pain and labor to bring forth, O daughter of Zion, like a woman in birth pangs. For now you shall go forth from the city. You shall dwell in the field and to Babylon you shall go. There you shall be delivered. There the Lord will redeem you from the hand of your enemies. 
Now also many nations have gathered against you, who say, let her be defiled, and let our eye look upon Zion. But they do not know the thoughts of the Lord, nor do they understand his counsel, for he will gather them like sheaves to the threshing floor. Arise and thresh, O daughter Zion, for I will make your horn iron, I will make your hooves bronze. You shall beat in pieces many peoples. I will consecrate their gain to the Lord and their substance to the Lord of the whole earth. Awesome. Thank you. I, I most The first half of chapter, was it chapter four that you just read, mm-hmm. mainly verses one to five, uh, but even a few verses following that, that perfect description of what the kingdom will look like. So if you if you have an understanding, if your theological and eschatological perspective makes you think that this has all already been fulfilled, look no further than Micah chapter 4 and many other chapters of the prophets because they all agree on what the kingdom's going to look like and it's mm-hmm. because of things like this you know, I've often heard people say that Jesus is giving a harsh, a harsh correction to the apostles in, Ch- in Acts chapter 1 and 2 when they ask, is it at this time that you're going to restore the kingdom to Israel? And he says, it's not for you to know the times that the Father has prepared. I, I've often heard people say that he's correcting their erroneous thinking, but that's actually They were asking a valid question because they knew everything the prophets had to say right here because Jesus reiterated the same message about the kingdom. And that's why they could ask, is it at this time these things are going to take place? Yeah, they might have had an earthly motive and um, earthly motive behind why they were asking, but they knew that a kingdom was coming, a physical, tangible kingdom, and it's described so vividly here in Micah chapter four, that really stuck out to me. Yeah. And I, I, I think that's, that's right on because you, know, you see that, that future kingdom there. But what we see in chapter four, it's, it's, we see both, you know, one of the things Amir often talks about in his books is the near and far fulfillment of prophecy. And, and we see that played out here in, in just in, in chapter four itself, it starts out talking about that, that far fulfillment where we have the, the 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 kingdom, that millennial reign of Christ, but then later on, suddenly we jump back, yeah, and we are uh, back to the exile in Babylon. But even there, it's like, don't worry, I will come with you. I know where you are. I will get you, and you will be restored uh, to your place. So there's that near fulfillment that that uh, uh, he talks about again. Micah's a contemporary of Isaiah. They're all prophesying against uh, Judah at that time, but he's also reminding of that future hope too. Mm-hmm. It's not just the hope back to the land, but there's that hope of that ultimate restoration when all Israel will be saved and, and together yeah. we will uh, worship God in the millennial kingdom. Just like the other prophets, he, he talks about the remnant of Israel. Yeah. If you look throughout the Old Testament, it seems like every prophet somewhere in their Maybe I'm wrong, but it seems like in every prophet, at least in one spot, touches on a remnant, that there's a remnant, there's a remnant. And that same message, Paul carries that same, he beats to the same drum in the book of Romans. Later on, he talks about a remnant. 
that he sees God holding on to from the nation of Israel. Yep. Well, blessed reading time. Thank you all for joining us. Before you go, by the way, this, what we were discussing tonight with hope from the book of Micah, it's very timely because tomorrow at 12 p.m., Amir's new teaching, The Hope of Israel, will be premiering. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if you get our weekly newsletter, you saw that, or if you follow us on social media, you saw that. But now I know you've probably heard us say this a lot. It's one you're not going to want to miss, but <laughs> I'm probably more serious now than ever. This is one of the most fantastic messages because of the times we live in. Israel's back in the land, but they're there in unbelief. And so this message is all about the hope of Israel, past, present, and future. And it's very timely based on what we just read. So tune in tomorrow on Facebook or our YouTube channel at 12 p.m. Pacific to see the hope of Israel. And if you can't get to it, then go back and watch it. It'll be posted on there. But for tonight, let me close our time in prayer. And also, FYI, you can be praying over Amir as he travels home this weekend from Montreal back to Israel and gets ready for another speaking tour in September. So please be praying over his travel. Lord God, we just commit the remainder of this evening or the remainder of this day, depending on where some of these people are in the world. God, we we want to put you in your place right now or better recognize you for who you are in your place right now. You are the majestic one. You are holy. You are way more awesome than we know. For everything we understand from your word is just a glimpse. It's the tip of the iceberg of fully understanding who you are. Thank you that you've revealed yourself to us through creation. You've revealed yourself to us through the sending of your son. And thank you, Lord, that Jew or Gentile, we look and we see the same God from Genesis to Revelation, the same message. We see all the authors agreeing with each other as we do this public reading of scripture and we go from book to book, week by week, we see the same message, the same continuity of the scriptures. So thank you for the privilege it is to get to do this in Jesus name. Amen. Steve, thank you for joining me this evening. Glad to have you as always, by always, whenever we do get to do this together. (laughs) Have a good rest of your evening, Steve and everyone else.